0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous: A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Mo H, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, April the sixth. The 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 48, the first paragraph. The reader, starting with the reader, may still ask. Through two paragraphs, ending with assumption as a starting point, and the comments will be on both paragraphs. Today's readers are the Twelve Steps, Barbara M., and the Twelve Traditions, Susan R., and the readers of the text are Ramona A. and Ashley P. The share ID for Thursday, uh, the April the fifth at 10 a.m. is eleven thousand two hundred and fifty-three. 11,253, and for April the 6th at 7 a.m., I haven't received that share ID yet. So when I get it, I will give it to you. Our newcomer greeter is Melanie C., and the announcements will be Gina R. Okay. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience and strength and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating True abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. And I will now ask Barbara M. No, I'll put now ask, yes, Barbara M to read the 12 steps.
1: Hi, this is Barbara M, Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. The 12 steps, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. 6 were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you, Barbara M. And now I will ask Susan R. to read the 12 traditions.
2: Thank you. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one, We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve.
0: Uh, Thank you, Susan R. And I now have the share IDs for uh, Friday. This morning's meeting, April the sixth, seven a.m. It is eleven thousand two fifty-nine. That is one one two five nine. All right. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book, and we are on page 48, starting with the first paragraph. The reader may still ask, and we're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with assumptions assumption as a starting point comments will be on both and i will now ask ramona a to get us started ramona a press star one to unmute hi uh somehow my phone remuted itself so <laughs> uh, Ramon A.,
3: a compulsive overeater from Vermont, recovered. Uh, can you hear me okay now? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you. The reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. We think there are good reasons. Let us have a look at some of them. The practical individual of today is a stickler for facts and results. Nevertheless, the 20th century readily accepts theories of all kinds, Provided they are firmly grounded in fact, we have numerous theories. For example, about electricity, everybody believes them without a murmur of doubt. Why this ready acceptance? Simply because it is impossible to explain what we see, feel, direct, and use without a reasonable assumption as a starting point. And uh, I know for myself, I have the I have the proof. I have the. Um, the facts, the theories, whatever. I can't show a higher power to someone else as, a, as a, an object, you know, that they can see the same as you can't see electricity, but you can see the result of it. And I know what people saw in me and felt in me, etc. before I was in recovery. And it wasn't nice. It wasn't pleasant. You know, it wasn't fun to look at. But I've changed, and I've been changed, I should say. And I know the difference. I can see it and feel it and, in myself, and I know other people can see it and feel it in me. And that's where the proof is. That's what I can show to people, The my experiences are what I can tell people, and then try to help them understand from where those experiences come And that is for my higher power, and that's the only way that I have the recovery that I have today. So thanks for letting me share. I pass.
0: Thank you. And I will now remind us, everyone who's on the line, we're on page 48, first paragraph. The reader may still ask why, and ending in two paragraphs, assumption as a starting point. And who would like to share today?
1: Jody E. Q.
0: Jody E. Q. Ashley P. Ashley P. Kathy G. Kathy G. Anyone else? Peggy H. Peggy H. few more? If not, we'll stop there. and.
4: Uh, Tammy S.
0: Who was that? Tammy S. Tammy S, S is or Sam. F? S as in Sam. Sam. All right. And there was one more? Uh, Gail P. Gail P. All right. We'll stop there. I have Jody E. Q, Ashley P, Kathy G, Peggy H, Tammy S, and Gail P. Jodi E.Q., will you please start us off?
5: I will. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. This is Jodi E.Q., gratefully recovered in rainy Monterey, California. So this whole argument that is beginning here now has always eluded me a little bit. (laughs) I haven't always understood it very well, but I'm starting to understand it better. So, Basically, what he's saying is that even though, you know, we we may not understand how electricity works, we experience the results of electricity. We switch on the light and and the light comes on. We switch the switch and the light comes on. It's a miracle. It is. But we take it for granted because it's always been there for us. So it's some, there's something similar about a higher power. I don't know how it works. I do not know how it works. But when I switch on the switch, when I do what it takes to get into conscious contact with my higher power, prayer and meditation, and when I work these 12 steps, which are the switch for me, <laughs> the light comes on. The light comes on, and I have a spiritual awakening. You know, I don't know why this particular switch works for me, but it does. Um, I believe my higher power led me to Overeaters Anonymous 30 years ago. The spiritual tools were laid at my feet, just as was electricity laid at my feet. You know, I didn't have to do anything to deserve it. It just came to me. It was given to me. So when I use it, when I, when I take my finger and I raise the little switch, the light comes on. When I work the steps, the light comes on. And the light can go off. You know, I can, I can switch the light off by failing to do what I know I need to do, by not picking up these tools. You know, when we do not know how to recover, we suffer a lot. But when we know how to recover and we do not do what we know we need to do, we suffer even more. So I'm just grateful that I was given these 12 steps that are my gift from my higher power to access that higher power and I just need to keep using them one day at a time. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Jody EQ. And now Ashley P. It's your turn.
6: Uh, Mo, did you say my name?
0: I, I did. It. Okay. I did.
6: Thank you. Uh, hi, this is Ashley P. Recovered in um, Northern California and uh just really really grateful to be on the line today um welcome to the newcomers um and thank you to the shared that we had 30 years wow that's incredible um i like sorry pardon my uh, i got a little bit of a cold i'll start my timer um i like the word starting point right because this is this is just a starting point but um we all need a starting point um, someplace to, to begin. Um, and for me, the starting point is a willingness to believe um, just having that willingness to, to believe and, and, the thing that I am asked to believe in is, is a power greater than myself. Um, my sponsor says that in the beginning that, that power for her, uh, she named it, not me. And I just, I love that because it's, it's so simple. And it's something that I can, I can hold on to because my brain really wants to understand what this thing is, what it means, what it looks like, how it talks to me, how I'm supposed to respond. Um, and the more that I try and figure it out, the the harder a time I have. So um, something as simple as just not me. And uh, you know, I, I can't know what this high I, I can't describe it. I can't name it. Um, and so the things that i I do know are that I am a better person. I'm more available to others. I have less anxiety and depression, and i 'm no longer completely out of the, out of control with the food when I do believe in a higher power. I have neutrality around the food after a, a lifetime of of being in it and when i when I don't believe i'm I'm so anxious, depressed um, and completely out of control and 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 selfish just always thinking of myself. So, um, uh, uh, But what I have no experience believing in the past, how can I, and, and I have no idea what this thing is and, and, um, and how to describe it, then it's really hard to, to know how to believe. And so what I did in the beginning was just looked at people who had what I want and saw I had what I wanted and and had some faith that if I just did what they did that that belief would develop and so that's that's all I did in the beginning so if you don't know how to let go of your disbelief and and your doubt if you could just do what some of the people on this line have done um there's a lot of
0: hope and with that I pass thanks now Yeah, thank you, Ashley P. Next is Kathy G. followed by Peggy H.
7: Well, good morning. Thank you so much for your service today. And thank you, everyone, who's on the line. And welcome to all the newcomers today. As I read this, I got really excited because I thought, I I just have to share about this. Um, The first line grabbed me. It said, the reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. And I thought, why the heck not? I mean, did M&M's lead me to peace, joy, and wonder? Did finding the perfect brownie lead me to joy, peace, and wonder? No. That would be one negative. It led me to self-loathing, powerlessness, a feeling of hopelessness, uselessness, pain, not wanting to get out of bed, And I could seriously stay on this line for a long time and tell you story after story after story of just supernatural experiences that I have had since coming into this program, since returning to this program after many years. From the moment I got connected with my sponsor, listening to a special edition last July, to three that happened in the last um, few weeks um, that were really significant to me. One was I was in Arizona on spring break, had just kind of a, I have a whole weird history with the, my relationship with my father, but but I feel like God's been healing it over time. So there was a situation that came up where he found out I was going to be there and knew that my daughter had been in the hospital. and And instead of choosing food, I called a fellow in the program that I just love and trust and respect. And we just worked out, we hashed out a 10th step over some of the things I was feeling. And as soon as I released him and decided to depend on God's power instead of my own, literally a text came in and I was gonna write him when I got home uh, because of you know certain things we decided. A text comes in from him, hey cat, heard you're in town, wanna to meet for coffee, breakfast, lunch, whatever. We end up meeting, we have this wonderful time and there's like this girl who takes the best picture of us I've ever had of me with my dad at the pool. And then like the next week, it's like I'm working on um, step 11 and I'm, I'm at this group of women, we're all trying to, we're just seeking more of God. And I bring up this one woman's name that's somebody that I'd love to spend time with and think might be good for all of us. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you this, I can't make this stuff up. As I leave this group, And I've never talked to this woman over the phone. I look down at my phone. I have not dialed anything, and her name comes up on the screen, and it's dialing her. And I instantly hang up, and I had been wanting to check my text messages, but looked down, and she had left me a voicemail asking me to meet her mentor who's 77 years old who can just take me deeper into spiritual things. And I just thought, okay, only God. Only God. So joy and wonder have been uh, really coming into my life through working these steps. And I just urge all of those of you who are starting, just hang in there, work the steps, get a good sponsor, and just keep going. But God bless all of you today, and uh, sending love to all. I pass. Thanks. Thank you,
0: Kathy G. Uh, Peggy H., followed by Tammy S.
8: Hi. Good morning, everybody. This is Peggy H. from um, Phoenix, Arizona. Can I be heard?
0: Yes, you can, Peggy.
8: Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your service. Um, so I'm just coming back from a three-day relapse. and I mean, um, a relapse from three days ago, which actually was a very relative short relapse, um, but it was very humbling. Um, and, you know, sharing with my sponsor yesterday a little confusing because um I have a significant relationship with my higher power whom I choose to call God and um and it's was a little unnerving to like find out how did I get into this place of deception and confusion and into the food again and um as was shared already so eloquently that it's, um, it's one thing to have a belief and relationship with God. Um, It's quite another to not use the tools and spiritual means that's been laid at my feet. Um, And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm of the type of personality that really wants to figure things out. I I really want to delve in and understand, you know, how is God working here and what's my reaction to this and why and yada yada yada. Um and I'm I'm realizing that there's a large part of my ego that's um at play here. And it's necessary for me to let go of that um, and to, to, to trust more, to trust you all more, to trust my sponsor more, to trust the process more, to trust the big book more, to trust. Um, I, I have a lot of fear and, and logically that doesn't square, that, that can't live in the same place as faith. And so there's this, this wrestling map that I go on quite a bit with my fear and my faith and, um, it's okay. I mean, it's, um, it's all part of the process. I'm, I'm trusting and it's, um, it's something that I can just start afresh with today, which is why I'm, um, forced myself to press star one and say my name that I'm going to share today because i I've been kind of on the outside looking in for the most part with vision for you. I'm the whole format of phone and, um, not having face to face is, um, you know, in my mindset, I, that doesn't, it feels like strange recovery to me, you know? So I've been kind of holding it at a distance and, um, and I need to, I need to, take a different approach here. So thank you for letting me share. I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Peggy H. Uh, we'll next have Tammy S. followed by Gail P.
9: Hi, this is Tammy S., compulsive overeater in Cupertino, California. I'm really excited to be part of Vision for You. I'm pretty new to Vision for You, and I love all the wonderful sharing on this line. When I read this, these couple paragraphs, you know, one thing that really jumps out at me is this, you know, we're, we're society focused on facts and results, and we tend to have an issue with things that we can't directly see the facts or results, yet, you know, there's obviously, as many have shared, there's so many facts and results, you know, around higher power in and, and these rooms, and if I think about seeking higher power and that I call God and I didn't grow up with any kind of religion, but I always knew there was a, a higher power. Like I felt it, I believed in it and I I academically pushed back on any kind of organized religion, but I married a man who was very religious 22 years ago and uh, his family more so, I guess I could say. Should say, and after we got married in California, we wanted to get married in the church in Canada. And um, I remember saying, okay, I will academically study this facts and results, facts and results. You know, and I sat, I would meet with the minister every week and we would go through passages and we'd talk and I would push every limit. I mean, I kind of wonder if he just thought I was crazy, you know, but every topic I picked had to be one of the most. Um, extreme topics and I, I was like I can't even believe the f- anything you're telling me if you're not going to deal with the toughest a- aspects of it and what I found was the second I let go of the facts and the results when I let go of the outcome when I just was present in and just curiosity leading to a feeling leading to a relationship leading to a belief, you know, that was what the magic, that's where the magic happened. And I look around me and I hear, you know, people saying a recovered you know, compulsive eater and um, just the beauty in it. I mean, aren't those the facts? I mean, these rooms have the facts and the results saying, um, how could you not, how could you not believe? And I'm so grateful to have that. And I just, I do feel I've only been in for about, a week with vision for you. And I just feel that presence and, and feel the miracle happening. And I'm, you know, I say, um, let go of the outcome and, and, you know, be present. And, and that's when the magic happens. I think that's not just about this. It's about everything in life. It's the things that we can't really touch and, you know, know is there like, like love and empathy and you know the most beautiful things and as a society if we step away from it being just about the facts and results I think the magic happens so I'm really excited to be able to experience that and um, just like that electricity uh, feel the power of it be in awe of it um, but have no doubt that it's going to be there as long as I keep that switch on and with that I'll pass.
0: Well, welcome, Tammy. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Gail P. will be our last reader for this round. Thank you.
7: Okay, thank
10: you. This is Gail P. in Tucson, Arizona. And um, this paragraph really hits me today because I'm back on day one. And this sentence, the practical individual of today, is a stickler for facts and results. And one of the things that I've really admired while listening to vision is the number of people who introduce themselves by saying they are recovered, meaning they're on steps 10, 11, and 12, meaning they've gone through all the other steps. And I've been in um, a program of recovery for 35 years. It's not that I don't understand that. But I'm um, still struggling with the food. And I think the facts and the results, that I'm faced with today is admitting, recognizing, or accepting whatever words you want to use, that this program is not for people who want it, it's not for people who need it, it's for people who do it. And basically all I've done is um, listen to the meetings. I haven't really, I have not gotten a sponsor. I do have a food plan, but the problem is, Um, and I stick with the food plan usually pretty, pretty closely. And I have followed it in the past and it's, and it's very healthy. It's very good. It's good for me, but I have not, um, taken the time to get a sponsor and do the work. I'm one of the ones who's been more, what I call a voyeur on this program, taking advantage of what everybody else is doing and, um, not really doing the work that I personally need to do. And so I am making a commitment today to change that. I'm going to get online, find a sponsor, and try to just pick up this book because the facts and results for me are if I don't do it, I'm not going to get the same thing that I hear that all of you, the rest of you, have gotten. And with that, I thank you very much. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Gail P. And um, just to remind everybody where we are, we're on page 48, reading from the first paragraph through two paragraphs. And I'm going to take another round of names, those who would like to share. Tony Ann A. Susan B. Dana, so the Dana K. Again. Wait, first Tony Ann A.
5: Tony. Ruth M.
0: Ruth M. Dana Tony K. Tony Ann A. Okay, two of you happened at the same time. Tony and A? Kelly and Tony. Dana K, Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony and P. A, right. You got it. Tony, were you the first person, Tony?
4: I was. Tony and
0: Tony A. and. A, okay, I'll call. You got one. it. <laughs> All right, and then I have Ruth and M. Robin after K. Ruth M, Who do I have? Dana K. K. Dana K. Robin P. Robin P. Susan B. Susie B.
2: Terry A. H.
0: Terry A. H. I think we'll stop there, see how much time we have left. So I have Tony Ann A., Ruth M., Dana K., Robin P., Susie B., and Terry A. H. And if I have any of that wrong, you correct me when I get to you. So, Tony Ann A., will you start? And you'll be followed by Ruth M. Press star one to unmute. Tony Ann?
4: Hi, this is Tony Ann A. from Montclair, New Jersey. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. How are you? Um, Hi, everybody. Um, I just wanted to point – can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, the last the last sentence here, where it says, um, "Outward appearances are not inward reality at all." I I can remember looking at people and like wanting being being obese, looking at people that were thin, and just really wanting what they want, what they had, and not understanding why is it that this person and I would I would be angry at God. I was really angry. Why is it that these people are all thin and I can't get there? Uh, And I thought that being thin meant that they had a perfect life. And I thought that they had a perfect life because they were thin. Because they were thin, somebody thought that they were lovable and wanted to take care of them. And that's all I wanted in my life was somebody to take care of me. It's amazing. And here I come into this program, and it ends up that I do find somebody to take care of me, and that's a higher power. (laughs) Um, But I'm a tactile learner. I'm not a person that learns well from just looking or listening. I have to do. I'm a court stenographer. When I went started school, I was introduced to a theory. I play this little instrument, you know, and I record testimony for people in court. In the beginning, I couldn't imagine how I could possibly play that instrument and uh, listen to somebody talk and, and have it come out on, on, a, on a piece of paper. And I had to learn that theory. It was like one or two letters at a time. And the only way that I was able to do it was one, literally one letter at a time, one word at a time, physically doing it. And I had to practice that machine every single day. And I say that because I liken it to this program. I have to, you know, I'm a tactile learner. I can't just read this book and be recovered, or I can't just go to a meeting and get recovered. I have to actually apply what this theory is to my life one step at a time, one thing at a time. And for me, sometimes it's just one meal at a time. That's where it started for me. Putting that food down one meal at a time, getting from breakfast to lunch and from lunch to dinner, and then following the rest of the steps as they're laid out in the big book. And now uh, I realize that, you know, thin does not mean well, and thin does not mean happy. For me, it's see to it that my relationship with him is right, and then great measures will come to pass. With that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Tony Ann. Uh, Ruth M., you'll be followed by Dana K.
11: Hi, this is Ruth M. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. Okay.
11: Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to say, but um, I um, have been listening um, for a long time, and I've been hearing a lot of good stuff. And I just want to say where I'm at um, is that I have... um, I am very grateful that I finally, finally realized that I need a power greater than myself. And that's what got me to that point. Prior to that, I was, you know, I heard, you know, I heard a lot about God and and religion. And um, I, you know, I believed because others believed but i didn't really get the right perspective at that point i um it wasn't only until i left to my own devices i you know for 67 years i have screwed my life up and and when i finally got introduced to this program and i listened and i listened and it took me a long time it took me a lot of years um to um, actually get the real concept of a power greater than myself. And that's what it is to me um, because I have schooled my life up and I have been shown that is when I believe it, when I trust and rely on a power greater than me and not on my will and, and surrender my will, my life gets better and i i've been I'm on step four again, you know, and this time I'm just really, really seeing how left to my own devices i can, I can you know I can turn that switch off. I've been hearing that a lot this morning, and what I hear in the good message that I got this morning is when I turn that switch back on. I, I have a chance to continue to get to, to recovered. I'm in recovery, and I'm grateful, and I, my will is I'm very aware of it, and only when I reach out and I ask God for help, that's the power greater than me, that that's the relationship that I have, and I believe in that power because I have been shown so many times over and over that power greater than me because when i rely on trust and rely on myself my life is shit excuse my expression and i just screw it all up and i go back into that depression and anxiety and when and the only way i can i can stay on this path is to trust and rely on a power greater than myself. And this program has taught me how to do that. My sponsor is supporting me, and I have a lot um, to be grateful for. And um, and I'm just so grateful Time. that I have gotten to the point to where I know that now. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Ruth M. Dana K. followed by Robin P. Dana Kay. Hi,
12: good morning. This is Dana Kaye, recovered in Missouri. Thank you, Mo, for your service and everyone else on the line today. Just a very warm welcome to newcomers and those coming back from relapse. So we're setting about Step 2 came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore our sanity. And I'm thinking about on page 48, the very first sentence that was read, the reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. And I really like that because it shows me that it's okay. It is so okay to ask and question and search and find and be at the very, very beginning with, you know, being open and willing to just delve into the issue of, who is my higher power? what is my higher power like? you know, how do all these people have a higher power? you know, and so the book is just so explanatory about how we go about doing that and i i really like i'm such a curious how figure it out kind of person that this really was very helpful for me in the beginning. um also it goes into that next paragraph talking about electricity, something that um, I don't quite know how, work, how it works, and, but I can see the results. And it's kind of like here in Missouri today, we've got uh, a lot of wind outside. We have uh, a colder uh, storm coming through this afternoon. And I can't physically see the movement of the wind except by the evidence of you know, the tree branches twisting and turning today. And if I step outside I can feel that bitter cold on my face and my hair floats in the air and it just reminds me of uh you know this idea about electricity and that last sentence simply because it is impossible to explain what we see feel direct and use without a reasonable assumption as a starting point And this reminds me of Bill's story on page nine when uh, Ebby Thatcher came to visit Bill. And a couple sentences, and and thank you for (laughs) just listening as I read here. But it says the door opened and he stood there, meaning Ebby Thatcher, fresh skinned and glowing. There was something about his eyes, he was inexplicably different. What had happened? So if you're searching today, for a higher power, the evidence is here on the line. Yes, we're all not in person in a face-to-face meeting, but you will hear recovery in the words of those recovered. And there is something different. If you would see us and meet us, you know, in person, there is something different about us, about our eyes. And what has happened? Well, what has happened has been that we have grabbed onto and became willing to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, and I just thank you for letting me share this morning. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Dana K. Robin P. Followed by Susie B. Robin. Hi, this is
13: Robin P. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive over here. Good morning, everyone. God bless everybody. Um, thank you so much. Thanks, Mo. Thanks, everybody on the line. And um, you know, I just—it's so interesting to me. I was such a about atheist when I came into the program and, you know, and I was raised with so much child abuse that in my house, it looked like if there was a God and there was a Satan, it always looked like the bad guy won. Um, and it, and now I, I, because of this program, I, it's such a bridge to God for me. The most valuable and important relationship to me is my higher power. And, you know, I actually joined a church um, this past weekend at Easter Uh, for the first time i became a member it took me six months of class and it it felt like um another step to feeling like one of god's kids Hmm. uh just it feels very powerful to me um and uh it feels like the program you know feeling welcomed in no matter how broken someone feels, and to feel that I am lovable and all of that, that came from this program, and that I get to be of service, and I get to matter, and um, and my dog is a compulsive overeater, and she's hungry, so she's barking, so hope, just wait a second, Um, so um, I just, the thing about electricity, like things that you can't see, I've had so many ironically. i so many very powerful spiritual experiences. I had a spiritual awakening uh, that led me to God and with a voice and everything. I mean, and all these things that are unseen. And I, I believe that, it, you know, it is from the power of the unseen. And we all are electromagnetic field energy. We all are the same kind of energy that they talk about in here, electricity. That's what we're made of, that, you know, electromagnetic field. And so we get to see the light in each other as well. And even if we don't understand it, sometimes that God uses everything for good and we're here to grow. And I always just think this is like a school, like go to the head of the class and when you graduate, you get to you know, go back to God. Um, but I, just, um, I love that it just says, um, it is being constantly revealed as mankind studies the material world that outward appearances are not inward reality at all. And part of that just reminds me of, like, never comparing my outside to someone else's inside, my inside to someone else's outside, because you just never know what someone's inward reality is and how God can use you for good in their life. And and God uses me for good because I, I, I'm, I, oh, I'm honest, open, and willing to be used for good. And when I was in the disease, there was no way that was on my agenda. Who knew that I you know, would get abstinent so I could be of service, you know. (laughs) It's such a blessing. And uh, it just was so far from my reality. Um, Anyway, I'm very grateful. God bless everybody. Thanks so much for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Rob and P. And Susie B., followed by Terry A.H. Susie B.
14: Hi, this is Susan B. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. I'm very grateful to be on the line this morning Uh, A couple of things here. The reader may still ask why he should believe in a power greater than himself. And where I'm at right now, reading that line today, I'm like, to me, that's just a stupid question. It's like, because nothing else worked. And for me, it wasn't just about food. It was anything that I was trying to fill that void with. And that could include material things it could include my career, it it, it could include relationships, Um, the list went on. And then I had some notes written here um, um, without a reasonable assumption as a starting point. And next to that I have that God can and will influence my life. And that is something that, you know, I always believed in God, but I think it's only You know, probably over the past year or so, it's been a gradual process, like a peeling away the layers of an onion, that I am seeing God working in my life. Um, And I really needed to read that again today because I'm struggling with um, physical disability. And um, I really also needed to hear about turning on that switch every day because I can easily get very angry and ask why me and get into those character defects of anger and self-pity. And it's as you know, it's as someone previously shared, it's really about working the steps on a daily basis. And I have something else written here that says, I better get something I can see and feel in my life from these steps. This power should be that practical. And That's something I need to be reminded of that this is a, you know, daily reprieve that I need to continue to work the steps on a daily basis. I need to spend time in prayer and meditation with my higher power. I need to turn over whatever it is I'm struggling with every day. If that be my physical disability or whatever it is, we all have our own, you know, thorn in the flesh as I would describe it. So I'm just really grateful to be here and to be reminded of you know, this relationship with the higher power that I need to seek on a daily basis. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Susie B. And Terry A.H., you will take us out.
15: Thanks, Mo. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Terry A.H., a recovered compulsive over Eater for Maine. And um, I love this paragraph. Um, I just want to Kind of hit on a couple. and set my timer. Uh, hit on a couple of uh, sentences where it says um, we have numerous theories. For example, about electricity, and um, it was told to me that I really don't need to understand how electricity works in order to use it. I just have to have faith that every time I go to that light switch, it's going to come on. And it's the same way. I don't need to understand go- God in order to use Him. And um, where it says, uh, simply because it's impossible to explain what we see, feel, direct, and use without a reason of assumption at a starting point. And this is a great description of power. And um, as it was said, you know, what I've learned from this, like, I can't see the wind uh, when it blows, but I can see what it touches. In the same way with God, I can't see God, but I can see who he touches. And I get to, you know, um, I get to tap into this power on on a daily basis. And, I've learned that step two is not about understanding God. It's just about my need for God. And if I have a need for God, it will push me into step three. And what I've learned from this step is I needed to stop holding my breath. And why I needed to stop holding my breath? Because I found God could hold his breath longer. And um, I'm grateful to be here today. I'm grateful that there's a power that wants me to live and wants only the best for me. And that with this power, I get to live with freedom on a daily basis. So thanks for letting me share, Well, oh, that'll pass. Yeah,
0: thank you, Terry A.H. Um, we will now close the meeting, but I would like to give the share IDs once again, since I didn't give them in the, at the beginning. The share ID for Thursday, April the 5th, 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 11,253, that's 11253. 1, 1, and for this morning's meeting, Friday, April the 6th, at the 7 a.m. meeting, uh Eastern Time is eleven thousand two fifty nine That is one one two five nine. We will now close the reading from the big book on page one sixty four followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Ashley P please read a vision for you?
6: Hi, this is Ashley P Recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Great. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little.